0: PS I Love You XOXO is brought to you by Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Hey everybody, it's Greg and Colin, of course, from PS I Love You XOXO, the podcast you're about to listen to. Before we jump into the show and the shenanigans and the PlayStation stuff, we wanted to take a moment to talk about Alex Oldhauser. Uh, if you haven't been following us on Twitter or missed our Twitch stuff, and it's kind of weird because chronologically you're listening you might be listening to a game over greggy show over on kind of funny or the games cast that was recorded before any of this happened but this is our first recording of a show since the death of alex uh alex was a kind of funny best friend just like you big comedy button fan uh, supported both us and the comedy button on patreon uh we'd just done a thank you video for him we were talking to him through patreon messaging we had met him at new york comic-con last year um and he was tragically killed in an automobile accident he was uh, struck crossing the road and I mean, he was a great dude. You remember him. Mm -hmm. We both remember him. He made an impression on us uh, for being a fun, jovial, great guy. Um, Making matters even worse for him, I mean, the fact that he's 25. Uh, A month before, his home had been flooded. the The home he he, he, his childhood home, where his mother lives, been flooded by a South Carolina storm. He had started a GoFundMe page for that, and then a month later is is taken from us this way. So we felt the best way we could pay it forward for him for all the support he gave us was, of course, to encourage you to go to GoFundMe.com slash Old Houser Flood in case you are listening to the MP3. I'll spell it out for you. O-L-D-H-O-U-S-E-R. F-L-O-O-D. Uh, it's up here on the screen. We'll put a link in the description, of course, for the episode. Uh, as of the recording of this, we've known for a little over 12 hours. So far, the community's raised more than $14,000. Uh, according to Alex's post that he wrote there, of course, they need about $22,000 to fix this home and get it back to where it should be and I feel like obviously it's the least we can do I mean no parents should have to bury their child let alone worry about the financial burden of a flood ruining yeah. their house
1: yeah this is the best we can do and so we're going to exactly, do
0: it. exactly so if you have the money you have the means everything counts please go over to gofundme.com slash old flood and give what you can now let's do a show <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 10. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here.
1: It's good uh, to be here aren't with you. Aren't you glad Long Island gave me to the world, Greg?
0: I am. You know what I mean? Mm. I because We've talked about it before. Mm. Back in the day, everybody hated New York. Right. And then we had to like them because of 9-11. Right, right, right. And then we have to like them because of you. Right. And so we can start hating them again for other reasons and right. stuff, but we can start bringing down it. But you are the one shining beacon of hope from well, New York. You know,
1: Jerry Seinfeld comes from Long
0: Island. Sure, but he got out, and then he, Billy you know, Joel. yeah. But these are all people who are like they got out and kind of they don't bring it up as much as you do, right? right. You know what right, I mean? That's true. Yeah, Seinfeld, Jerry
1: Seinfeld, very little, very, very seldom brings right. it up.
0: You're very um, much like you know you you're you're of the Larry David mold, right? You know what I mean? You know Larry David's from New York, right? Yeah, yeah. no,
1: I I'm very proud of being from Long Island. I just you know I just don't know if everyone gives blessings enough to Long Island to you know for, for for you know producing me and bringing me into this world and
0: So you know. help me out how could we properly give Long Island blessings is there a Twitter account for the city of Long Island Go and spend your money on
1: a Long Island. Now
0: no one's going to do that. All right, well, let's let's look, let's
1: look for a, a Twitter account. What Get do they to look for a Long Island Twitter? Yeah, account? there's got to be a, a city of Long Island. City of Long Island. Yeah. We have a Long Island city but I don't and they might have a Long a, a Twitter account. I don't know. Hmm. There is just Long
0: Island. At Long Island, there's Long Island Press. There's Groupon. Long Island, Island, Island. Press is
1: a is a, a newspaper.
0: So you're saying we should talk to them.
1: Newsday. That's our newspaper. Yeah, where? We're, what are you talking about? Everybody tweet
0: know. at Long Island Press and say thank you for at no taxation. Yeah.
1: And we'll see where that goes. Yeah. No. No. That's 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 perfect. No. For real though, it's it's good to be here. You know, sad news uh, yep. as we just talked about, but uh, uh, we're here. We're doing the show. We're doing the show a little early.
0: Right. Yes. In case something horrible or great has happened in the world of playstation it's worth pointing out that this is being recorded on friday afternoon of whatever the date is the fr- it's november 20 i think is that right november 20 friday november 20 it'll post as usual yeah, tuesday 20. 9 a.m or whatever but if something big happened on monday or late friday we had to do this because of thanksgiving and yeah. the holiday here in the states but we never miss an episode we're never going to miss an episode that's the PSI i love you xoxo guarantee if you didn't know P.S. I Love You XOXO is Kind of Funny's PlayStation podcast. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. And it is the only podcast coming at you from PlayStation Experience 2015 in December. So make sure if you're going to be here in San Francisco for PSX, you come see our panel. 5 o'clock, December 5th, P.S. I Love You XOXO with many special guests. I'm booking a roster of guests right now who will come and say various things and show various things. We only have 45 I, minutes I think. I know it's going to well you know how it is. It's going to be a complete disaster. Right. I I heard a rumor. It's just a rumor at this point. But I heard a rumor. Actually, no. I I, don't, I think I'm sworn off the record. I heard a rumor about the next panel. We can run ruckshot over them. We're not going to worried about them. They're not going to stop us. All right? All right. We're 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 PS I love you this? So so. I can't tell you now. Okay. Sorry. It's more work for me. You know Here's what we'll do. Is I'll just no, I'll forget.
1: Now we want to you know we want just let's just move on. You know, I don't even know what we're talking about.
0: What I do want to announce is something special that we're finally clear to talk about at the PSI Love You EXO panel at PSX. We will have 1000 of those playing cards or not playing cards, the trading cards Mm. they're doing this year. Remember last year they did playing cards. You had to collect the whole deck. They're doing that again with a, with a a brilliant idea. Yeah, of course, with the PlayStation trading card game thing. There's one developer who has agreed to partner with us and give us 1,000. I think of their 3,000 allotment or something. So if you want that exclusive card, you have to come to the panel. So there you go. That's happening. Then of course, meet and greet that night at Jillian's eight o'clock free entry, free food, cash bar. So come all ages though. Jillians is right across the street, too. So you have no excuse. Don't Greg will stupid. sign
1: anything you want him to sign. So will Colin. I don't know. I, I feel like my signature is becoming too it's the more I sign The value's things, going exactly. down on it. I understand. I understand. Exactly. So I I don't know that I'm gonna be able to sign anything this time around.
0: Worth pointing out at the Meet and Greet as well. We will have an exclusive run of exclusive or I'm sorry, limited run of exclusive shirts and posters. Two two new kind of funny shirts will be there. One I guarantee you will want, and there will also be oh, a poster there.
1: And that reminds me on the store, like our real store, yeah. uh kind slash store districtlines.com slash kind of funny.com/store, uh, uh, kind of funny. Or kind of funnycom slash store or districtlines.com. Kind of kind of what happens this week as you're listening to this, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we are having, I think, a 10% discount on everything in the store and... Every T-shirt Tuesday design is back for a limited time. Right. And a new Tim shirt. And a new Tim shirt. This starts and
0: on Black Friday, which is the Friday of this week, and then rolls into the right. next week. It's not so one keep of things. Eye, so like, keep an eye out for that. The, yeah, of course. We'll be that. tweeting about it. And then next PS I Love You, I'm sure, we'll have even more information to shove down your throat about it's it. It's about to go off. It's about to go down. Timber, you better move. You better. And then the Game Awards. Go vote for me in the Game Awards. That's all the pimps we have, I think. Hashtag TGA Greg Miller when you tweet. Or hashtag. Or you can, you can also include hashtag TGA, Greg Miller's Ego. But they have to both be there. They don't
1: count. So, yeah. Alex Oldhauser, go take care of that yep. business. That, and to be clear, Long that's Island. clearly the
0: most important thing to do. Out of all is. Out of all the homework assignments we just gave you, go to
1: gofummy.com slash Oldhauser Flood. Take care of that. Then when you're done with the important business, remember Long Island. Long Island and Press. It, and what it gave you. Long Island Press. At Long Island Press. Leave them alone. The Long Island Press is... Leave no, them alone! Just remember Long Island and keep them in your thoughts, as, as you always should. But you also tweet out. And then go to kindoffunny.com slash store, districtlines.com slash kindoffunny. Check out the store. Sure. Keep in mind that we'll be at PSX doing a panel. <laughs> Please enjoy. Please enjoy it. We'll have some exclusive merch at the meet and greet. And I won't be signing anything. And the Game Wars. And vote for we PewDiePie.
0: PewDiePie. We have to beat PewDiePie and Total Biscuit. <laughs> Someone has to stop their tyrannical reign. Okay. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be
1: Roper's Report.
0: <laughs> time for some singular possessive <laughs> news. There are,
1: sh- shockingly, since I've only had three days worth of news here, 11 items on the
0: list. Uh baker's
1: dozen. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Jump, jump in, uh, in. Number one, PlayStation 2 games are coming to PlayStation <gasps> 4. What? Sony confirmed the news to Wired in a statement, which briefly read, quote, we are working on utilizing PS2 emulation to bring PS2 games forward to the current generation. We have nothing further to comment at this point in time, end quote. But this is where things get interesting, Greg. Mm -hmm. Wired points to Digital Foundry's findings that indicate that three of the four older Star Wars games that launched recently on PS4 are already using the emulation. Quote, there are a number of signs indicating that they're running on proprietary software, end quote, Wired says in summing up Digital Foundry's findings. This is in stark comparison to the way other PS2 classics run on PS3, as well as the move to port many games from the console to PS3 and other consoles in recent years. Perhaps the most significant news for some of us is that these emulated PS2 games have trophies attached to them. Do they now? So, PS2 classics are natively emulated on PS3, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. But this is indicating that the emulation's running on PS4 in a different sort of way, which is what I mean by, you know, saying it's it's in stark comparison to the way PS2 classics ran in a vacuum. Sure. Where it was just like you boot it up and now you're playing a PS2. The three three of the four Star Wars games that came out, you know, retro Star Wars games, I, it's say to call them retro because they're PS2 games. Um, But they have trophies. Mm -hmm. And so if they are indeed running as emulated PS2 classics with some sort of software on PS4, that is a huge step forward. And reminds me of uh, when we were at IGN, a uh, uh, trademark filing or a patent filing really that that came out about Sony and how they were trying to figure out how to give classic PlayStation games trophies. And I wonder if this is the connection of, of those particular dots, the emulation on PS4 plus the trophies, if Digital Foundry is correct, and they usually are about these sort of things.
0: Now, Speedy99 (laughs) wrote in just like you can at com slash PSQ and says, yo, Greg and Colin, as of this episode, Sony has already released some classic Star Wars games on PlayStation 4, such as Super Star Wars and the PS2 games. All of these games have been, quote, remastered with the unusual PSN features and trophies for the PlayStation 4. My question for you, is this a sign that more backwards compatibility is coming, that the library will be expanded, and that we might be getting an imminent PSX announcement, XOXO, send all my
1: love to Shuhei, Speedy99. Is this, wh- this why is, is this happening now? Why know. did it I happen know. now? I, what I, I, I think that... So, I, my, my instincts tell me that the cat was out of the bag when Digital Foundry figured out. When someone looked at what was actually happening yeah. with this bundle and, and these games. I still don't understand why Sony would say anything, because I don't think Digital Foundry can prove... What they're saying necessarily it's just an indicative of what yeah. they think is happening, and I'm sure they're right. So, my instincts tell me that Sony was just like, all right, well, the cat's out of the bag, we might as well just say it. And it should sure. be the PSX announcement will be the games that will be available, not, mm-hmm. not the fact that they're going to do it or they can do it. Uh, I'm still surprised that, that they said anything at all, considering Thanksgiving's coming up and then PSX is right around the corner. So I
0: want you to spitball me a number. All right. How many games are we going to get, do you think, at this this inaugural launch? Fewer than 20. Fewer than 20? Okay. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. You think Grand Theft Auto 3 is on there? Yeah, like, yeah probably. That would be awesome if they
1: did that with trophies. Yeah. Now the, um, what I don't expect to be there are first party games. Interesting. Why not? Because they are the God of War, for instance, Sly Cooper collection, mm-hmm. the Uncharted mm-hmm. games now on PS4. Uh, these games are all available on PS3 or PS4, sure. so they can sell those games again on PlayStation. That makes sense. Now this does marginalize a little bit of PlayStation now's usefulness, but not really. But good. this that goes, was, goes that back that was to what we were indicator. talking about with Xbox, right? Yeah. Where like Xbox
0: came out at E3 and was like backwards compatibility, bam, which totally shifted everything around behind the scenes, I think, for everybody.
1: Now, if they can figure out a way to, like, if they've been going back and putting trophies on a lot of these games and, you know, updating them a little bit, for instance, Super Star Wars, which isn't a PlayStation game, it's a Super Nintendo game, uh, was trifled with a little bit to give it a save feature that wasn't available in the original game as an example. So they are messing around with the architecture of these games. Um, But if they went back and really kind of gave them some accoutrements and some trophies, uh, some les accoutrements and some trophies, uh, I think that would be a pretty significant step. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: I I mean, if they put, Vice City up, games. they put Vice City up with trophies, I'm back
1: into Vice yeah. City. Sure, I'd love to play I'd Vice City. I'd play a City lot of old games if that was the case. Number two. Onimusha. I'd love that. I don't think Onimusha is available as a PS2 Oni. Classics. Oni, the game Oni. Oni as well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so not Onimusha. The two no, I, no,
0: I said on, no, Onimusha, comma, Oni, comma, Smuggler's Run,
1: Period. <laughs> ellipses <laughs> 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 number two bloodborne's new patch update point uh 1.07 is coming on tuesday All right, so today if you're listening to this the day it comes out around the same time that bloodborne's long way to dlc the old hunters launches which also launches the day you're hearing this if you're listening to this launch day the patch will obviously be totally free to download while the old hunters will cost $19.99 the old hunters will introduce an ancient hunter known as braider Who will have access to two new weapons, the Bloodletter and the Gatling Gun. The DLC will contain a new rune called the Beast's Embrace. Sony has also revealed how the DLC content can be accessed. This is awesome. It requires you to first defeat the boss of the Cathedral Ward, then go back to the Hunter's Dream, receive the Eye of the Blood Drunk Hunter item, go to Odon Chapel, and then trigger a nearby event. Easy. About as obtuse as you would expect it to be in Bloodborne. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have a hankering. To go back to Blood
0: Ooh, you getting then
1: hungry? I got, I got a hungry. Oh, we hangry. <laughs> Are You gonna play it? No. Well, I don't know. I guess I need to, right? Did you
0: never play Blood I never. Oh no, no. Remember, I I played. Well, I, we played it it in advance, but I yeah. but I and I played like thirty minutes one night. It was like I forget. It came out right before I was going somewhere or something. But I played for like thirty minutes, and I was like, I don't hate this. I I've been interested in this, but then we came back and it just avalanched.
1: I'm interested in this. Show me your wares.
0: No, yeah, I do, I do need to play it. I guess for Game of the
1: Year and everything else. Just for our discussions, it's a good game. I stopped playing because I think we went to PAX or something, mm-hmm. PAX East maybe, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I can't. It's not a game you can walk back to. That's I was like game. really in this. I'm gonna have to delete my save restart. I was really in this. Z- yeah, I'm gonna have to start from the end. G- that sucks. I was like twenty hours in. Were you playing with Galvatron? I wasn't playing with Galvatron. I was playing with some OG motherfucker. OG motherfucker. Number three. Finally, after quite the wait, we know exactly when Quantic Dreams' PlayStation exclusive games Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain will be migrating from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. Beyond Two Souls is right around the corner, launching digitally for $29.99 on November 24th, which would be Tuesday. Which is today, if you're listening to this. Sure. The day it comes out. The PS4 iteration... Diff- and when I say it, I mean the podcast. The PS4 iteration differs from the PS3 version by toting enhanced 1080p graphics with new effects, a new decision tracker at the end of each chapter, bundled in enhanced experiments DLC, and perhaps most pivotally, the ability to play the game in chronological order, which was a major, major problem. Is this... A g- is this does this your fancy. it does a little bit because yeah. that was a massive problem with that game in my opinion yeah. i have no idea it's like they put everything in a they just wrote the chapters and put it in like a and shook it in a bowl and then just right. took them out one i'm like this doesn't make any sense right. why isn't this being played in order i
0: the, my main problem with it was that i lost the thread i lost what she was doing and why she care about this character so to go from beginning to end is actually pretty exciting and i do want to play
1: it more exciting news heavy rain the better game will launch digitally on ps4 on march 1st of 2016 are you gonna replay it you know, replay platinum I platinumed Heavy Rain. Me too, which was a bit of an ordeal. Remember, I missed the Super Bowl to do it. That's right. That was weird. I used to make fun of you for that. Yeah, and then I'm some manual. You, you are. fell in love with it because then you discovered that Heavy Rain is a good game. Before you're like, games, man. It's What's all about pig skin. What's a game, man? <laughs> <laughs> Dank yarn of nugs. Um, maybe on Heavy Rain. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I love that game, but I mean, I, yeah. I've not really played. I, it. I I would have nightmares about redoing the car scene. Oh yeah, when you have to drive it and make the split second choices in the exact right order. Yeah, I think fucking I'll fucking Ethan Mars. Mars. We'll see what happens. Number four. It sounds like From Software is officially done with Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Bloodborne, following the release of Dark Souls Three early what else next are they year. And a conversation with GameSpot. Well, From Software has done a lot of games. They can't do anything but this. In a conversation with GameSpot, longtime series director Hidetaki Miyazaki noted, "Quote: I don't think it'd be the right choice to continue indefinitely creating Souls and Bloodborne games." I'm considering Dark Souls three to be the big closure of the series. That's not just limited to me, but From Software and myself together want to aggressively make thing new things in the future. I believe that From Software has to create new things. There will be new types of games coming from us, and Dark Souls 3 is an important marker in the evolution of From Software, end quote. This is probably startling news to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe that Bloodborne specifically is done. I think that the DLC is done. They're not going to make more DLC after the old hunters, but they can find a studio to make this game and they might even be able to do it internally. Mm. Um, Bloodborne 2 has to be a given. The game sold very well and it got Sony a lot of respect for bringing that game out exclusively on the console as they did with Demon's Souls. And as I've said before, I think that Bloodborne is a is a tale of retribution for Sony knowing that they fucked up with Demon's Souls. They sure. could have locked Demon's Souls sure. down. Dark Souls would have never even happened. And these would have all been PlayStation exclusives for them, but they really didn't know what they had. And it was Bandai Namco that figured out what was actually there. And so they published Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3. So I don't know how you feel about that, but those IP aren't owned by From. So I like Bandai Namco can do whatever it wants with Dark Souls. Maybe they are done with that. I don't know. But I don't believe it. You, you believe done with both Bloodborne. series will live on. I think Bloodborne is for sure. more likely to live on. Now. Okay. I, I I'm pretty sure. I, I just couldn't imagine Bloodborne being it's just that's it. Maybe they bring it to the Vita. It, well, I don't think it would I would the low times for Bloodborne when it came out. Yeah, but they patched them. They did. That's Patch what I Patch them for Vita. We'll see what happens. Number five. This is an interesting one. Finally. Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of the Kuma is being removed from digital storefronts, including PlayStation Network. <gasps> Word comes by way of CG magazine as cited by GameSpot, which spoke to with developer versus evil about the decision versus evil. General manager Steve Escalante spoke to CG magazine stating, quote, we could not do in good conscious volume conscience, volume two and volume three. So we've begun the process. It's been a long process to figure out it out because Sony has never really had to do it in a way, but we're returning all the money. So across the board, we're putting out an apology saying, sorry about this, end quote. Escalante referred to the game as, quote, a failure elsewhere in the article. I've never heard of anything like this. Yeah. They're doing this unprompted. Like, actually, not only...
0: I haven't even heard... Usually, you hear scuttlebutt, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Warner Brothers took Arkham off and offered refunds, right, on PC after... Outrage for a day, you know what I mean? And like I heard no one talk about Afro, Afro Samurai, especially considering the first Afro Samurai, which I reviewed for IGN. I remember being so underwhelming, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it looked cool and the slicing was cool, but the gameplay
1: sucked. And so like this came out, and like who bought it, and then where were they all bitching that I didn't see this? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I missed it as well. I mean, we're not up on everything, I guess, but sure. I, I just, I'm more startled by the yeah. All right, don't do the, the the future games. The game's not good. You're just calling it quits. But to like go and say like we're removing the game, we're erasing and, this and. Giving your money back. It's a good, it's a good move for consumers. It's nice to see them get taken care of like that, but it's just unprecedented. Yeah. It's weird. Number six. Deus Ex Mankind Divided has officially been delayed. Originally slated to come out on February twenty-third, twenty sixteen. The game will now launch some six months later. On August 23rd, 2016. David and the head of developer IDOS Montreal, released the following statement to explain the delay. Quote as you may have already seen by reading and watching the many previews of Deus Ex Mankind Divided, our aim is for it to be a worthy successor to Human Revolution and to improve upon that game in every possible way. Or in every way possible, actually says. I know that expectations are extremely high, and we not only want to meet those expectations but ex- exceed them. We're confident and proud of the game so far. However, as we are now playing through the game in full, we can see that it will require more time and post-production for tuning, iterations, and refinement to meet our high standards. In order to achieve this, we need to move the release date of the game to 23rd August 2016. We are sorry to disappoint you with this news. This game is a huge part of our lives and we don't want to compromise on its quality. So please be patient with us a little longer. And thanks as always for your passion and support through thick and thin. It's a huge responsibility to work on Deus Ex Mankind Divided. We know, but also a huge privilege. We are determined to deliver the best game we can, end quote. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that?
0: I, I'm of two minds on it. When when I first heard it, I thought, oh man, that sucks because I thought they had a good window. I thought they had a dying light-like window. They're ahead of the big spring releases. They could get out there and make a splash. But August is kind of the same thing, right? Like You get out and you're in front of the big splash games that are going to come out in the fall, right? You're in front of uh, what we assume to be Horizon Zero Dawn. You're in front of, you know, whatever Xbox got its up sleeve. You quantum break, all these things. You mm. assume all these things, of course. But you figure that's similar to where Batman fell, right? And Batman did really well. You know what I mean? It's it's before even where Metal Gear was. So, I mean, if you were to put it in this this period, right? You'd be like, okay, why not? That could work. Right. Because it's a game I'm interested in, right? I'm really... Ex- I'm, I'm really in this. I'm really hoping <laughs> that it's an Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed 2 situation where I played... The first Deus Ex, right? And I was like, "Ah, eh, no, this is not for me." Right? But so many people loved it, and they took so many of the criticisms, and they applied it all to this new one. I'm really hoping this is the one that speaks to me, like
1: Assassin's mm. Creed two did.
0: Mm.
1: You, um, the one thing weird thing I say is that they're playing through the full game. That's not a surprise. The game, the game's done. In terms of like, you can play it, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. definitely not done. They're not. They're not finished. They're not going. But what, what, I, what, I, what I'm surprised about is the. They need six months for tuning iterations and refinement. In addition to the fact that the game's not coming out for three more months, so nine months. Yeah. I, I to, to me, I, I, I'm not. I, I don't. I, it's not a conspiracy theory kind of thing. It's just there's. I think there's more wrong with the game than just than just. Or it's, it, it's very much that's possible. Or it is literally one of those things where.
0: All right, hey, we need more time, and the marketing team goes, "All right, cool. How much do you need?" And they're like, "Oh, a month, two weeks." Like, no. Then you're right into the thick of spring. You're you're fucked. You're you're bulldozed. We're going to be Tomb Raider. So let's not do that. Let's move you out to the next gap we see, and they see this gap there. That's possible. I mean, it's not like you know. I mean, I don't. I, And that's interesting. Next time we have a developer on who's delayed a game, we need to talk to them about that. Of like how that conversation goes. We need more time. Okay, is it that then they set the new date, or is it that there's like a powwow of all the different departments? They're like, all right, where can it go now? I don't
1: Developers know. Developers write in. I don't know. David I, Jaffe, pull your car over and. I just, me. I just that just struck me as a little, a little interesting. I mean, it's not you know they're playing through the full game. It's not a surprise. The game's you know from front to back, you know. In co- one coherent thing. You think? I'm sure that they're working more on it, but I just I found that that explanation a little weird. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the, he's lying. I'm just saying I've not heard that before. With 6 months delay, it's saying like we have more to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my, you know, piece of conjecture. Number 7. I like your shirt. I can't see cuz my neck. It's hurts. The, it's the rough. <laughs> it's the Rough Riders one. I'm like it's red. I can tell it's red. Oh god, my neck. Number 7 in a conversation with MCV Naughty Dogs former community strategist Eric Monticelli Defended the studio's choice to release post-launch story DLC in the game's use of microtransactions in multiplayer. This is an interesting quote, so stay with me. For I'm now. with you. Quote, microtransactions tend to get a sort of negative connotation in the games industry. If you remember back in the day, people bristled when they, had, when they sold horse armor for the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. I remember that. It's something that has always happened. But if it's good enough content and you want to pay for it, why not pay for it? That's what it comes down to, ellipsis. I was going to say, if you put a period there, great statement, everything's great. He says later, a lot of times I'll hear people say, that's just something they cut from the game so you can pay for it. No, often it's not. A clear-cut example of that is the burst rifle in The Last of Us. A lot of people thought, why are they charging for guns? We did the research and noticed that a lot of players were having trouble jumping into the game for the first time, so we wanted to give people a weapon that was easily accessible and would give them a bit of a leg up. There were other weapons, if they were a more more experienced player that they could buy, it's up to them. If If you're already kicking ass, you probably don't need these, but if you want them, have them. It's just a matter of personal preference. There are hot debates around this all the time in the office because everybody's got their own opinion. For me, the more thought that's put into DLC, the more you should be able to charge for it because it's one of those things where you're creating another game into an, into it unto itself. The Last of Us Left Behind was another game. It's essentially the second Last of Us game, right? It's work, and you should pay for good work. End quote. I thought that was an interesting quote. Right, because there's a lot happening
0: in it. We talked about it on Colin and Greg Live, right? Totally agree with The Last of Us Left Behind. It's a great thing. You should pay for that work, of course. Yes. Yeah, great Fantastic DLC. game, why not? Yeah, very good. You brought up the point of the burst rifle. And how that's pay to win, isn't it? And then that's yeah, well, why that was, it has. That's why it has the bad. Well, that
1: was the disappointing thing about Monticello. We know Eric Monticello. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um. But that was a weird example because the example he's using is an example that seems to break the game, and in some way, if what he's saying, I didn't never use the burst rifle, and, but what he's saying, but what he, I mean, what he says is, we did the research, noticed that a lot of players were having trouble jumping into the game for the first time so we wanted to give people a weapon that was easily accessible into the game or I'm sorry easily accessible and we give them a bit of a leg up mm-hmm. so to me that's a terrible example of microtransactions that's sure. a game breaker Right. I don't care what you do to a single player game you can manipulate it any you want, but when you affect the, the experience or could affect the experience of other players who right. do not want to take part in the microtransaction economy that seemed to be an example, and, but I don't know if he's misspeaking. Or whatever. And that's the problem, the, because we talked about it and thought about it. Like we aren't, we didn't, we. You
0: played a lot of Last of Us. I played a lot of it. We're time. not familiar. Do you remember what i what, what, later on when I was reflecting on this? D- did you ever get the burst rifle? Is he saying... I, I don't know. Because when, when we first talked about this, I, really I thought, don't. oh, they invented the burst rifle for you to play. But is it actually that if you play through normally and you're great, you're going to unlock the burst rifle. But if you suck, you could buy it right here and go. That's possible. But even then, I don't Even think- then, if you're a great player, you could buy it early and fucking be really fucking yeah, so, great. I mean, right? I, yeah.
1: I'm not saying that he's wrong about the single player DLC. left behind. is fantastic. Yeah. My only problem with it is I wish you would never fought anything in it. Um, the end... The end of Left Behind, I thought was very tacked on. Like it, it would have been awesome for no combat to have happened sure. in the entire thing. Um, but I understand it's a game, and people are going to complain, right? They're going to complain about um, everything, aren't you, people? But uh, Sick me. so for me, not you, the other guy. So for me, like Left Behind was a, is a great example of something that's worth a lot of money, and you should pay for it. And yeah, I, and I agree with his notion that you should pay for good work. I agree with that as well. I just was a little taken aback by the example of something that seems to the way he's talking about it. Make things unbalanced in multiplayer, and that's what people complain about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I understand that complaint because I think that's bullshit. The aesthetic DLC that you get—skins and outfits and gun skins, of and whatever—I yeah. don't give a fuck about any of that. Or if you're buying whole new maps or whatever, I don't care about any of that either. But when you're when you can buy a gun that gives you an edge, and he calls it that. I mean, he says he doesn't call it that. But he says a bit of a leg up. I mean, that's an, an yeah, yeah, that's advantage. an edge. That's no, just it's something you know. I'm not trying to pick Eric's words apart, but that's just something I thought was interesting. Number eight. EA CFO Blake Jorgensen expects that PS4 and Xbox One sales will be around 50 to 51 million units combined worldwide by the end of 2015's calendar year. That's all I wrote there. I, 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 <laughs> that's the end of it. Well, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's, stuff, that's a lot of fucking units. Um, again, we Microsoft does not report their numbers, so we have to figure that out with yeah. some clever accounting, as it were. But we're ne- we don't never know if we're right or not. We know that at the end of September, 29.4 million PS4s were shipped you have to assume about 300,000, maybe a little fewer in the United States were sold in, in October. November is pretty good. is good for a million plus in the United States, uh, I would I would assume. Um, so it's hard to tell, but but maybe PS4 is around 35 million by the end of the year, which would leave. Xbox One, it's still a pretty healthy 15 to 16 million. I mean, that's my prediction. I don't really know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the only reason I put it in there, though, is because, you know, it's hard to get numbers. But the CFO of EA would certainly have a good gauge on how everything's selling.
0: It's funny that you put it in there as a throwaway. You it wasn't a throwaway. To I just thought it would be more of a discussion. Because what you've done is triggered. Topic Toss, of Toss, the Toss. week. Tots, 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 tots. It comes from kindofunnycom slash PSQ where you can go submit your questions. This one comes from Dr. underscore Pow, a.k.a. Jeff. I assume Jeff the cameraman from Uncharted 2. Hey, duders. You were discussing on Con and Greg Live the prediction by an EA executive that by the end of 2015, PS4 and Xbox One will sell. 50 million units. And it got me thinking of the quote from Greg's interview with, and then he puts in parentheses, Praise B to, and parentheses, Shuhei. Quote, We need Nintendo to be successful, to help induct as many consumers who like to play games with controllers, right? With sticks and buttons. Because we believe they are great things. As you've said many times, there was a lot of talk last generation that this generation will be the last. And clearly it won't be. Well, my question is this. Do you think That since the Wii sold astronomical numbers last gen, and younger folks were playing the Wii, that they've grown up with that console. Do they want a more advanced console, which could lead to a huge increase in PS4 slash Xbox One sales? In short, did the success of the Wii cause the PlayStation 4 to be a massive success? PS, be with you, Jeff, a.k.a. Dr. Pow.
1: A fascinating theory. It is a fascinating theory. I, I don't think it's true, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think that it was maybe a contributor in some way. I do not. I don't see. I don't see the data reflecting that. Considering how the Wii U is doing, sure. So, but no, but I, the Wii U is a more core console. It has a gimmick, but it is not the Wii. Sure. It is a way more core console, but I, and it brought along one tenth of the Wii's audience.
0: Right. But that's the whole thing, is that, and this is what we, what, I remember this interview I did with Shuhei at PS4 in the New York launch event or whatever, right, when he said this, and it was this interesting thought, and in what I always talk about with Nintendo's consoles, and I, I always say this, and some people take it as an insult, that I think the Wii U especially right now is a toy. It is making, it, the games are toys, You're they're like sitting down and playing with your stuff, which is great. I love to sit down and play with toys, you know what I mean? It's not an insult, right? I know you do, yeah. Thank you, you see them all over this house. But in the same breath, the Wii, I think you eventually hit that ceiling, Of like, I'm playing with this toy and that's great, but I want more. And not everybody wants more, right? And I think that the kids get to that point, could have gotten to that point, where they hit that ceiling. The Wii's not for me, but they see their friends have a PS3 or a 360 or their older brothers or whatever, and they get into it that way, right? And then they want to make that jump. And similar to me with my Sega stories, right, where three times bitten (laughs) four times shy or whatever right where i didn't go along forever with sega eventually i was like well no i want to make the move to a popular console a console is speaking to me on a different level and granted what you're talking about like so many wii's were sold right that should the number be bigger than what's happening with playstation 4 or whatever the the wii u either way right but it's always that thing where we talk about where it's like even like when we say there's a call to action in a video of click here to go here right we see like maybe 1% of the audience do that but that's still 1% of an audience right think about yeah, how, I mean, I, think I, about the install base of the Wii
1: i'm sure someone somewhere started playing on the Wii and became a gamer i yeah. mean if that if that's what we're saying then yes i'm sure that that's the case but we have to remember Wii came out 9 years ago this month and mm. and so it, why would it have taken so long 7 years by the time the PS4 came out for it to, have to show any fruit you know what i mean the 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 more t- the, the more tightly controlled data set I would see was that its effect on PS3 and Xbox 360 sales, not yeah. PS4 and Xbox One sales, which might have been affected by people getting it on PS3 and Xbox 360. I like where his head's at. Yeah, We can't prove or disprove it. It's, right. it's, it's I like it's, the theory a lot. Yeah, It's just I don't see the Blue Ocean strategy that Nintendo employed it was a brilliant strategy. If you want short-term gains, mm-hmm. And that's what they got. They got short-term games. They have a long-term strategy problem. They really do. I mean, that's why the NX, everything hinges on the NX. And everyone knows that. Um, so, I don't I don't feel like n- people buying Wii made video game fans. I've, I feel like it might have made casual game fans, mostly. I think I think a lot of people just put their... You know, I have a Wii, and I put it away. I think I put it away in, like, 2010. Yeah. You know, I think I, like, literally put it in the closet, like, disconnected from my TV, and was like, I'm done. You know, this doesn't yeah. need to be out anymore. Um, so I just... I think that was the case with a lot of people with the Wii, and I and 2013 is when these consoles came out. I don't see why it would have taken so long. That's my one problem but with the
0: theory. I, I, my only thing would be, I think maybe it's... Uh not the reverse, but it's just a delayed bomb in terms of aging into the console. You know what I mean? Mom and dad pick this up too bowl to fuck around with it and they have a kid and the kid's young and it's not playing games or it is playing baby games or whatever, you know what I mean? And then as the child grows, it starts playing more Wii games or whatever and then it comes to that point. There's always that point, right? Where it's like, right now, my friends will hit me up and be like, who have kids and have ruined their lives and are totally locked into marriages and just shitty ass suburban lives. Will hit me up and text me and be like, hey, Is it okay to buy a PlayStation 4 or is there a new one coming out? I'm like, no, no, you got years with this thing. Okay, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the same thing you imagine. Like, this kid's getting into gaming and he's playing on this one system. And even if he's like, I really want something at that moment, mom and dad are like, well, sure, but there's got to be something coming in a second.
1: Right. I don't know. We'll see. I agree. With, I mean, I, the one thing I agree with with Shu is that it, with with this, I mean, I agree with a lot of things with Shu. Said, no, but, the one thing. But but this thing in t- in, the, in terms of this particular quote is that a healthy Nintendo can't can't hurt the industry. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily great for the industry anymore because I don't know. I, th- I think it's it's got a neutral effect, and I don't think it's bad for the industry. In uh, the fact that like Nintendo's reach is just very small right now, so. They're they're going to grow that reach with their DNA games on on mobile, and ho- I think their their hope is that the NX will help them as- expand as well. But I actually think what's best for if we want to talk about what's best for the industry, and what's best for gamers, it's for Nintendo to go third party. And yeah. and we and we've there's a lot of my theory is that there's a lot of pride at stake with the NX because I think they know it's the end. Oh, they it, know it's it, their it, last like, at bat here. Yeah, like they and, gotta hit a home run it's over. And I've said it before. There's a lot of you know because Nintendo had you know a huge hit with the Wii, um, and now they have amiibo and all this stuff. They're they're profitable. But people forget that, with the exception of the Wii, which is the anomaly. Like console sales for Nintendo have been going down, 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 down since the 90s. So, you know, NES sold this, SNES sold below that, N64 sold below that, GameCube sold below that. Then the Wii spiked, and then the Wii U sold anomaly. below yeah. GameCube. Yeah, like tw- you know, maybe like GameCube might might outsell Wii U all told like more than two times over. That's Yikes. insane considering GameCube was a failure. Yeah, and GameCube was a glorious failure. Great system. It was a fantastic console. Um, I love the I love the game I supported the shit out of the game. Certainly wasn't my fault it fucking failed. Spent a lot of money on that thing. Um, you didn't tell enough
0: people it is your fault.
1: But uh the point is is that Nintendo has a fan base that's shrinking. It's just it is, it's shrinking. And um that's not necessarily a bad thing for them if they just focus on what's good what they're really good at, which is games. The hardware they're not good at. And and I and I'm I'm super curious to see what what NX is because I want to see if they have it. Mm-hmm. You know, Sony yeah. has it. Microsoft has it, and I don't think Nintendo has it. This is Nintendo, how Nintendo got its groove back. That's what we're moving into. I'm hoping, man, because I, I would love. I would you know love, they're
0: not. You know they're not. I feel you know like, you're going to be devastated. I feel you know like it's, it's not going to I feel like it's possible. It's possible. I feel like it's possible, man.
1: I feel like they would be. We often look at the decisions that Nintendo makes and, and go like, How do they make that decision? What the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, and that can only go on for so long. Like at some point, a company with smart people ahead of it, which they do, in front of yep. it, all over the world, have to look at this and be like, We are we. What are we doing? We the, Nintendo is all about gimmicks now, but they weren't always about gimmicks. Nintendo invented and popularized the D-pad. Nintendo, you know, gave us an analog stick. Nintendo gave us Rumble and an expandable console. Technically, they gave us online gaming with Satellaview and all those kinds of things. They were always ahead of the curve. They understood exactly what to do. They, they formed... Uh, they they had artificial controls and constraints on the amount of games you can release to, to make the market seem more valuable for their product, learning lessons from what happened to Atari. Yeah. And now it's time for Nintendo to learn lessons from itself. And it's and whether or not they're able to do that or not, the, the Wii U is a massive spectacular failure. And it has nothing to do with Nintendo's games. It has to do with the console. It is an undesirable backwards ancient looking console with a shitty tablet. Oh yeah. You know the, what I mean? Fisher and, price tablet, of course. And they fucking can't play it for more than an hour and a half or it needs a new charge. And to me, it's like they have. To, I, I just don't believe. I really don't believe that they're looking at all this and being like, let's just stay the course. Yeah, no, no, I understand. You know, I really think that what but they're doing. But it's gonna like, are do- they
0: going to correct hard enough to be like, I. you figure PlayStation is steamrolling right now because they, they looked at PS3 and they're like, fuck it, double down on gamers. We have to talk to gamers. We have to say we're for gamers. We have to do all these things for gamers. Like, is Nintendo going to go that far? Are they going to turn that more? Mar- is it
1: going to be a half step? Is it going to be a half measure back to where they need to be? I don't, know. I don't think they should even bother with the NX if they're not going to do it all the way. You know? I just get out and start putting your games on PlayStation and Xbox. Um, And I know that it's so funny because when you would say that five years ago, people would be like aghast that you would (gasps) think that. And now it's become a really common sentiment. I mean, when you talk to people in the industry, when you talk to, you know, other media types, when you talk to, that's a very common, very common point of view. Yeah, Because people I think are just tired of seeing Nintendo's games languish on this console. No one wants, you know, and in an ecosystem all by itself and the, the contradictions of that ecosystem uh, I think Packer the one who talked about it, where he was like, "The Nintendo the NX will fail if," and I'm, you know, paraphrasing, but the NX will fail if it doesn't get third party support. He's right. Yet people keep saying, "Well, I buy people buy Nintendo consoles, play Nintendo games." Well, that's clearly not true. Yeah, we ten million Wii U's were sold in three years, so clearly that's not true. You know, that's yeah. an awful, awful, awful. That's worse than the Dreamcast. I want people to like realize how dire that system is in terms of sales worse than the Dreamcast which is another fantastic console. So people need to keep context when they're when we're talking about Wii U because and when we're talking about Nintendo because they might have a lot of money in the bank, but they don't have Apple money. They yeah. can't afford people are like People have sent around these stupid memes where they're like, Nintendo has so much cash in the bank that they can keep losing the amount of money they were losing two years ago and, and stay in business for 20 years. And I'm like, you have no idea how business works. <laughs> they keep losing money like this in addition to their operating expenses and stuff like that. They're not going to last very long. And I'm not saying Nintendo is going to go out of business. They own valuable IP. They're in bed with the right people now. My point is, is that I know that they realize they have to change. And just like they learned lessons with when they made the NES from Atari... And just like uh, they might have learned some lessons uh, with the N64, sticking with cartridges and then going to CD. But then they did that weird thing with the GameCube mini CD and all this stuff. But at least people can port their games to GameCube. They With the Wii and the Wii U, they put these, they force this waggle and then this touch control shit that no one wants to use. And it makes games, it makes it hard to put games on those consoles. And they must learn from these lessons. They have to learn from themselves, their own failures. And it's whether or not they have the heart to do it. Yeah. It's going to be hard for them. And it probably is hard for them to look inside and be like, yeah, we're making money. We're selling these, you know, these toys and Super Smash Brothers is a big success. But man, no one wants our hardware. Like no one wants it. The the, the games that we're releasing are compelling to people that own Nintendo hardware, but they're not uh, clearly, clearly not moving hardware. And if Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and all this stuff couldn't move hardware, nothing's going to move hardware. Yeah, nothing. It's over. So I want as, as what I always I always use the term reformed Nintendo fan. Uh, i want them to succeed i really do i'm really pulling for them
0: yeah i I mean well that's the whole thing is like somebody who's always been in the outside with nintendo right outside of the n64 i guess uh like i'd love to see them come out and i would i mean like you have to remember how mind-blowing the february event was for playstation where they came out and said all the right things and admitted their mistakes and we're gonna do this and the cell was a mistake and you're like holy shit this is awesome i would I really hope at E3, yeah, they come out and, like, let's talk about the NX. And it is, like, it's launching with a Mario game. the Zelda's, you know, is coming to both platforms. Here's a Metroid one we're talking about. Here is, it's, it is, you know, what we're talking about where it's a hybrid between your TV and your handheld, and you can take it on the go and do all this cool shit, and it's about games, and there isn't some fucking hokey-ass touch bullshit in there or waggle that you don't want, you know what I mean? Like, let's just get back to playing awesome things.
1: Yeah, they, um, they... If they don't nail it with the NX, if they don't do exactly what they need with the NX, it's it, they're. I mean, it's over in terms of them being a hardware manufacturer. They're not going to get anyone back. Mm. Nintendo doesn't mean what it used to mean. It just doesn't. If it did,
0: would everyone's we, like, "Well, we there are we great games on Wii, but no one
1: cares." Yep. I mean, that's the thing is that that's they have to pay attention to that. So, I agree with you. I, I think that it will be a hybrid, and I think that it's going to be very powerful, and I think that. Uh, they have to go hat in hand to developers just or, and publishers just like Sony had to do Yeah, and, and solicit advice from We made from mistakes them. and we're sorry we yeah. didn't
0: do it this way and let's fix this relationship and go.
1: Number nine. Number nine. EA is officially working on correcting a massive gap in its portfolio. Big open world action style games. EA CFO Blake Jorgensen speaking at the UBS Global Technology Conference as relayed by IGN said the following, quote, We've never really operated in the largest genre of gaming and that's the action genre. That's the Assassin's Creed style games. More open world, more single player versus multiplayer. It's not been an area that we've operated in. We recently hired Jade Raymond, who was behind the Assassin's Creed franchise for Ubisoft. And she will be building an action genre for us through a studio we're building in, out in Montreal right now. So a lot of excitement around the action genre, end quote. I agree. This is a weird thing EA has always left on the table. Although yeah. they didn't always. He, he's speaking a little loosely. The Godfather games did attempt to do that. Sure. Um, And they weren't bad at all. No. Um, They weren't Great. But they, were, they did meddle in that, so it's not like it's unprecedented. But I do agree that this is the zeitgeist and they need to take advantage of this. This is something they can annualize. They're obsessed with annualizing, so um, they can buy annualize it or something like that even. Yeah. I'll be interested to see Go what coming. comes make up their with. their own IP, their own brand. But Jay not... Raymond's been on board for a very short amount of time. She's building her team still this game. Far out, man. 2018. Yeah. I would say the earliest. This one's for you, Greg, number 10. Finally. Valkyrie Chronicles is officially making a comeback. Famitsu has word via Gamatsu of two upcoming Valkyria games, both coming exclusively to PlayStation 4. First Valkyria Chronicles Remaster will be coming to Japanese PS4s on February 10th as a re-release of the original Valkyria Chronicles game. And then it'll be followed up by an all-new Valkyria game called Valkyria Azor Re- Revolution, oh also aiming for a 2016 release on PS4. Media Vision is the studio responsible for the new Valkyria game. The studio is best known for the Wild Arm series, so they hold a special place in my heart. The juice is so sweet, Colin. Can you believe it? I
0: can't actually. I can't. I'm so fucking stoked about it. We have three questions about it from kind of funny.com slash PSQ. Hello uh, says, Hey, Greg and Colin, I saw the thread on NeoGAF specifying that Valkyria Chronicles has more than 500,000 owners on steam. Do you believe this resurgence of this old but great strategy? JRPG could motivate Sega to port VC three or make a new one for PS four. Clearly, an old question. They're making a new one. They're making for it. Will we ever see VC three? Which, of course, if you don't remember, was we had Valkyria Chronicles on the PlayStation three. Then we had Valkyria Chronicles two on the PSP, and it was remarkably better. Then they made Valkyria Chronicles three, but in only published in Japan because it PSP. sold so poorly over here. Yes, I'm sorry. The PSP version of two sold so poorly that they didn't bring three over here. So basically, you're talking about will we get a localization of VC three? I say no. I think what would have to happen is. The remake of Valkyria Chronicles for PS4 sells gajillions, and then the new one they're talking about here, the Rebirth one, sells gajillions as well. That's the only way people are going to look at this and be like, "Oh, well, that." And even then, it'd probably be more likely that they put two out again because
1: it's already in English, and they just up-res the assets and put them out. Yeah, I think that it's. I think you're right. It's contingent on the sales of Chronicles. I wouldn't go so far to say that it's unlikely. I actually think it's it's possible, just because. They put out the original Valkyrie Chronicles on Steam to a half a million sale. I mean, that's a significant... Yeah. For a niche PS3-exclusive strategy RPG that was released on PC eight years later or something like that, or seven years later, it's a pretty significant sales spike for a game that is not new, and that is old news to a lot of people that had a PS3 early on. And then, um, But that's
0: the funny thing, is like that... You know, Clements and I love Valkyrie Chronicles, right? It's because we were there. You know what I mean? We had a PS3 when it happened, and then... It was one of those games that never got trophies and never. Yeah, you know, they, they they never they, bothered to bring it to the people who then suddenly had a PS3 after the price drop. They right?
1: mismanaged that series. I think that was one of the that was a, a great frustration with Sega was. Yes, yeah, like whatever Sonic and all the shit, but like they they mismanaged the Valkyria series. Like yeah. uh, now it, it's it's a, it's a tale of two territories. They did Valkyria Chronicles. On PS3, which did very well in Japan too, and they put it on PSP because that's where people wanted to play it in yep. Japan. And I and I under, and community. I I understand that, and they yeah. released it on PSP here, and no one bought it. I mean, no one bought. PSP but it was games. so good. No one bought it PSP games. So I mean, after 2010, 2011. I know. PSP games I'm not hard.
0: arguing that. I'm just saying it was so good.
1: And no, I believe it. And so P- I, it made it made sense for them to be like, we're not bringing the third one over. It, but it was their fault for isolating it on a console where Western gamers didn't want to play it at all. Right, like Valkyrie right, right, right. Chronicles is go- it can be big again. Um, and I think it could have been big all along. It reminds me of the way Sega treated Fantasy Star like. Fantasy Star 1 2 3 and 4 are great sci-fi old school turn-based role-playing games and they made it into a successful MMO but like where is the love for Fantasy Star it's, mm-hmm. it's the same so i hope my when i see Valkyrie Chronicles news it makes me excited because those are great games and people love them but it gives me heart that the new Sega leadership is going like we have an we have a catalog of IP that we might be neglecting a little right. bit um, and so my hope out of this is like, are you guys paying attention to Fantasy Star? Like, can we got a Fantasy Star Five. It's been twenty years. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think th- I think you're
0: right. I think nail on the head right there is that they understand and they're looking at how they did mismanage this in the past. I mean, the Valkyria Chronicles remake on PS4 is going to do gangbusters. It's going to do so well because this is what we've talked about before with Persona and then Fallout. Right, is that this is a game that. Every time there's a top 25 list or whatever, we talk about, hey, Valkyria Chronicles is amazing, you know what I mean? And not enough people played it. And so there's tons of people out there who never played it on PS3 or on PSP or whatever, but we'll just talk about the PS3 original. And now they're going to get a shot at it on this console that's got this huge install base. And it's the same thing as, oh, there's new Persona, and I'm excited even though I never played a Persona. Or there's a new Fallout, and I didn't play Fallout 3. There's so much goodwill behind this, and so many people have talked about it that I think a ton of people are going to give it a shot.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's interesting that they're going out of out of house with it too. Um, mm-hmm. Not that Sega owns a great, you know, they own studios, but. Um. You know, Media Vision, I think, did help on Valkyria Chronicles 3, but this is their full production. Yeah. Um, so maybe the series is taking a little bit of a turn, too. I don't know. I mean, you said, you, you noted that it doesn't look quite the way you wanted to.
0: Well, yeah, it, it just looks different. There's usually, you know, we're in suits where these kids who are going into enlisting in the military to fight these things. And this time, it looks like there's like two protagonists, right? And then the one uh, Valkyria that you're running around doing. And then you're like fighting robot scorpions and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I could fight fucking ghosts, I don't care. It, 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 give me more Valkyria
1: gameplay. That's all. Yeah, awesome. I want the core of the gameplay. Strategy RPGs like there's not enough of them. And um it just it's it's it makes me so sad that the the, the masters of old school strategy RPGs which is Square Enix and SquareSoft. Yeah. Old SquareSoft sitting on the sidelines doing fucking dick, you know? And that, and that's that's the that's the they own 3 classic strategy role playing franchises that are just languishing. You know? Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre, and Front Mission, they're all just... The, front Mission's fucking awesome, you know? Yeah. And, and Front Mission's better, like, in, in a lot of ways, better than Tactics, just in the, that it's way fucking deeper if you're into that sort of thing where you're... You know, you have a... You're, you ever play a Front Mission game? No. You, I they're, they're, they're play like front mech, Mission Evolved. They're, no, that's not a real Front Mission game. They, 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 you're in mechs and you fight on, you know, a grid. Yeah. So you have your character who has his own attributes and love, but then, like, he has... His mech that you level up and give weapons and like the arms ah, and nice. the legs and stuff—it's super deep. I don't like it as much as Tactics, but it is way deep. Gotcha. When they re-released the original one on DS seven or eight years ago, I I I got I fell down the fucking rabbit hole in that game. Um, so they're like I just uh, Sega's gives me gives me hope. Square needs to pay attention now. Final Fantasy Tactics needs to come back, and they don't need to do much with it. You know, just keep it that beautiful that beautiful art. You don't have to make it crazy. People want these games. Yeah. And they're going to get they're gonna get them from other people, but the, the Masters should return at some point. Uh, crying Jack Jackfruits says, Hey, Greg and
0: Colin. With Sega's announcement that they're bringing Valkyria Chronicles to PlayStation 4 and are developed a fourth installment in this series, will Colin finally play this fine tactical RPG? This will probably be my first non-Telltale Platinum as I pretty much 100%ed the game on PS3. Your biggest fan from Perth, Australia, Richard, PS, I love you, XOXO.
1: Are you gonna play? It? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it was it was the lack of trophy support, along with the fact that there was just a million other things to play. I never got around to it. Sure, you know? and, and was, it, it
0: is right up my alley. It, when it first came out, right, you were that was when you're still the Wii apologist. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 you were still there. So then they never put trophies on. I totally, I'm right there with you. I was in Stockholm syndrome mode. You had to do it. Final Valkyria Ver- <laughs> <laughs> Ver- Chronicles question comes from Jiggy. Hey guys, first Hello. off, congrats on being the only place, uh, the only podcast at PSX. Thank you. My question is. Do you think that the next Valkyria Chronicles game will see the same success the original did? Or do you think Valkyria Chronicles is a one-hit wonder? I personally think the game will do well, but it looks like the new game will take an entirely different direction, which worries me a bit. What do you guys think? P.S. I love you guys very much. Thanks for doing what you do. Jordan. So, yes. I think it's a very interesting strategy. We've talked about it here. I think the remake's going to come out. Do really well because everybody already knows that. Oh, everybody's talked about Valkyrie Chronicles. You have fans like me that are anxious to replay it again. Sure, I'm I'm all in. Right, we'll play that, and then that kind of does what Persona Four I think is doing for did for Persona Five, where it's out there. And granted, not nearly the gap of time, but you'll have this thing where you get in, you're like, awesome, blah blah blah. We're excited. We like Valkyrie Chronicles. A whole bunch of us like Valkyrie Chronicles, and then they put out this new Valkyrie game that does look very different. That isn't the same thing, right? And so. That'll be like the modernization of it, but this will be the your entry point mm-hmm. to get you stoked about just what the gameplay is. Because I still believe the gameplay will
1: be the same even if it looks different. I think expectations just have to be kept in, in check. I, I think that this game could easily be profitable and it can do well. It can sell it can sell a million copies worldwide. I don't I don't see why why it couldn't do that. Um, it's not gonna be a massive hit. In, a game like this is never gonna be a massive hit. As long as Sega keeps its its uh its its expectations in check and keeps its costs down, there's no reason why Valkyria couldn't be a success. I just think that we have a somewhat wild opinion on what successful games are and i think
0: i'm talking about forsake i'm not saying it's going to outsell fallout or something crazy no i know but yeah, i to okay. oh, make
1: sure for them that they know but i think generally people are like you know if a game doesn't sell a million copies or whatever like danganronpa for instance which is a series that i, well, I will hear to my heart the first two i don't know about another episode but the first two sold like a couple hundred thousand units and that's like wildly successful for nis they made for them exactly exactly so like it's 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 not like these it's not like Dangan seems ubiquitous, but it's not. A lot of people didn't ever play those games. But they NIS has a different expectation of sales. And when a game like theirs sells a few hundred thousand copies, that's a lot of fucking yeah, money for enough, them. Yeah. You know? Um not everything has to sell. People feel like they have things to prove or whatever, with a lot of the shit too, as fans or whatever where they, you know, and it's like just a, who cares. Number eleven, final one. Number eleven. That's a roundup. Telltale Games has confirmed that Game of Thrones will get a second season following the success of its six episode first season. We're talking about the game, not the series. Wasn't that big of a success? I mean, I guess it
0: was. Did they talk about numbers or anything? No. That's a game I really didn't haven't heard I'm people sure talk did. about. I'm sure it did well. I'm sure it did fine. But Ubisoft game
1: Zombie, which just saw a release on PS4 as a digital release after being a Wii U launch title, will be getting a physical release on January 21st. Resident Evil 6 for PS4 cropped up on the Korean Game Ratings Board website, indicating its next-gen release could be imminent. Adventure game Jenny Leclue Detective Vu It's coming to PS4 in 2016. World of Tanks is finally coming to PS4 and will be entering open beta on the console beginning December 4th. Local multiplayer games, uh, sports game Push Me Pull You is coming to PS4 next year. And one I'm excited about, Dungeon Crawler Darkest Dungeon is coming to PS Vita in 2016.
0: Can I chip one in here? Sure. I was reading the magazine The Vita Lounge last night. Got my copy shipped over from Merry old England. And they had an interview in there. With Greg Kasavin of you know Supergiant fame about uh, Bastion, Bastion Vita and where the hell this game is, and he said right now they're on track to probably have it out by the end of the year. So I thought that was interesting because I haven't yeah, heard I don't that any that. I give a fly- I, like If I had that, no, Mike- I'm just saying the developers are just like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm th- talking about you. There's one little magazine from England and one dumb podcast asking them questions. Talking about, about
1: you, Mike Bithell. Oh, volume. Talking about you, buddy. Colin, miss you. Yeah. We do miss you, Mike Biffle. Come home. Is he going to PSX, you think? Probably not. Okay. That's Maybe he will, so you can just... Sh- I, dare he you to show- I dare you to show your face at PSX, Mike Biffle. Every Vita owner in the world is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Colin. No, I it would be great for him to, to do something with him if, he, if he's going to be here. We should reach out and ask.
0: I'm asking. I'm going to do it now or I'll forget. While I do this, Colin, and then reach out and ask Mike Biffle. I need you to tell me where I should go if I want to know what games are coming out this week. I have no idea. You can just make it, on on it up. Just make it up. There's got to a... do, 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 do da We're recording too early. I have no information on the games. Yeah, you do. We talked about one of them. You're getting the Beyond Two Souls. Okay, you're getting Beyond Two Souls. And the
1: old Hunters is coming out. That's pretty much it, probably. coming to PSX?
0: Mike Biffle, when you eventually listen to this podcast or watch it, right there is where I sent you your DM. We're kind of bros. Reader Mail. Maelstrom. Uh, this maelstrom is brought to you by Squarespace. Of course, we built kindofunny.com with Squarespace. So please show some support. Go to squarespace.com, enter the offer code kindofunny to get 10% off your new Squarespace domain. <laughs> Here's one that's close to my heart, especially with all this Valkyria Chronicles business going on. My dreams coming true and such. I want your opinion on it. Okay. Polo of Blades. Which I believe means chicken of blades. Mm -hmm. Last week, when Colin read the top selling games of each PlayStation platform, he mentioned Catherine for PlayStation 3. Do you think there's any possibility that Atlas brings it to
1: Vita or the PS4? No.
0: God damn it. Why? I'd love that.
1: I just think that that's something they wouldn't send out, you know. The, the resources persona team does did that game sure but you just they seem blue point yeah but i'm saying i don't think i don't think that persona team wants anyone to touch their games mm-hmm. they just strike me as that kind of that kind of you know Catherine's dead i mean that's that's the unfortunate there would be no way for them to do a true sequel to that game anyway i think Catherine's one of the great games on ps3 it is a great one um, and that's another I was a very one. early champion of that game
0: yeah you were yeah you were that was one uh, of your, that was like your first big you've struck oil moment where you saw
1: that game and came back and told the world um you were a young buck i was a young buck colin was right uh but no, I don't think it's going to happen, but go on PS3 and buy it and support it. I think that uh, you, you got to send them the right message that they're busy with Persona right now. I think that maybe they return to something more like that. I like this. That was their palate cleanser. They needed that game mm, and yeah. uh, take a break from the Persona world. And I think it's uh, I think you see some things in Persona 5 that are from Catherine. I, 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 you know, like I just see some imagery and stuff that I'm like, this is very Catherine esque in, in some ways. They definitely like that game, you know? Yeah. And I think they were surprised by how well it did. It was nice. We it was, needed a pilot it was cleanser fucking, too. It was fucking awesome.
0: That was definitely, that's what killed that game for me, is that that was a game I stepped away from
1: for a vacation or whatever. And you come back to it and you're like, what? How do I it's do a hard, this? It's a hard game. Yeah, it was really hard. I was playing it easy too. I love the. I love, I love for people that don't know the premise of Catherine, I fucking love it. I love the premise of it. It's yeah. so unlike anything you've ever seen. It's about a guy who, and there's more to it than this, but a Obviously. guy who che- is cheating on his girlfriend basically, and how he has nightmares about it. Yeah. Um, and his nightmares are puzzles, like Cubert, almost like looking puzzles. Um, and then he wakes up and goes to the bar and meets his friends and laments over it. And this girl, this hot girl, like won't leave him alone. And he's like, he's into her, but he's not. But all has another girlfriend also named Catherine who like wants to marry he's him. He's in into but like, he's not. And it's so, it's so, I can't say I can relate to it because I can't, but I, I think it's relatable. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a game with a real story. I'd love to know where that idea came from mm-hmm. um, Japan. Because it's not, a, not, infidelity is not a, a theme of many games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I fucking love that game so much.
0: Here's one from the anomaly who wrote in to kind of funny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. And it's one I've seen a few times in tweets, but I've never addressed till right now. And I'm going to nail some motherfuckers. I can no longer be silent. Given how this is a PlayStation only podcast. Shouldn't the name be pronounced PS. I love you. X X circle X circle. I'm not talking about changing the name of the show. I'm talking about changing how you say the name of the show. I'm rolling up my sleeves here, the anomaly, because you're about to go to school. What you're saying is wrong as well. If you wanted us to pronounce it the way you're saying it, would want to be pronounced What would
1: it be called? Cross circle, cross circle.
0: Cross circle, cross circle. The X button is what we dumb Americans call it in nomenclature. When you talk to the people, the PlayStation people in Japan, they'll tell you they call it the cross button. So what we are saying isn't even... Half right. We're we're merging together the PS of PlayStation with PS I love you, and then signing it with XOXO, which means hugs and kisses. Here, it isn't the buttons at the end. You took them to school, Greg. That's what I got to do sometimes. You know what I mean? There's a, there's many layers to this neat name. When people think they know something, but they don't. They don't.
1: The buttons are in the logo, but we're saying them the way we'd say them when we sign a letter. It's very clear. People really enjoyed the quote last week. I said when I said, know, take a seat, and I'll tell you all the things you don't know." People Maybe. like it when people we take them to school. Call yeah, it. they do. They do. And you know, some some people like you know they like academics. <laughs> Well, I think <laughs> I was thinking the other way, they're
0: just getting their six sexual jollies off getting told something. Anomaly slow jerking it right now to hearing this.
1: Fair enough. I, I me none of my business. I'm right. just letting
0: you know what's happening out there, okay? Colin, I haven't asked you what you'd like to talk about in a while. That doesn't matter. I'll give you some stuff here, all right? <laughs> Tough trophies. PlayStation 4 looks. Twitch. Twitch. Seven Winters writes in and says, Greg and Colin. First off, I love what you guys do. Been following you since 2007, and I'm so glad you started a new PlayStation podcast. Thank you, Seven Winters. I just purchased a PlayStation camera with the intent of streaming on Twitch. My question is, can you guys give some tips pertaining to streaming, such as the tech- such as from a technical standpoint, what's what games to stream
1: and how to keep viewers entertained, etc. Seven Winters. I don't know. I think you have to kind of just do whatever you want. I mean, I, I think I, th- I as we said before, I think consistency matters. Yep. But I think that playing games you care about matters more than playing games that you think people want to see because someone wants to watch everything, and and if you're going to jump in and try to compete with like the league guys or you know yeah. Call of Duty. You're not going to win. So no.
0: you got to yeah, you got to be true to yourself and have a voice and do what you want to do. You know what I mean? I think that you've seen it. This is a little bit different, but it's not apples and oranges. You know, over on our Let's Plays, right on YouTube.com/slash/KindaFunnyGames, what we ha- when we first started doing them. We then ran into this thing where it's like, oh, fuck, we need Let's Plays for next week. Let's do this game, that game, this game, that game. And we got into games that nobody was invested in. And it showed. We'd make these content. We'd do this thing. But none of us were really like, oh, this is like what I want to play. This is what I want to do. And so then it became, after we noticed that, all right, fuck that. Let's only do Let's Plays for the games we care about, and let's staff them with the people who actually care about them. And if that means it's just Colin playing a game, or it is me and Nick, or it is you know what I mean, whatever, that's the way to do it. And then we get to do something funny like we did last week, two weeks ago, I guess. By the time you see it, where Nick reviewed Xenoblade Chronicles, which is funny because Nick has no idea what Xenoblade is, but we tossed him in there and made him play it. You know what I mean? And so that's the same thing with Twitch. So yeah, from a gameplay standpoint, whatever you want to play, whatever you think you're good at, whatever you want to be invested in, you know what I mean? You talk about it all the time when you talk to real streamers, because of course. We we always say we're YouTubers, right? If anything, we're Twitch we do Colin and Greg live, and then the occasional game stream when it makes sense. But when you talk to streamer streamers, right? They're they're very. It's very clear. Uh, you ask like uh, Ray, you know, a brown man. You know him well over there on Twitch.tv. TV. He would say, I'm a variety streamer. I play everything and anything i'll jump in and play all these different things and then you meet people who i play fallout i play league i you know what i mean like i'm there's a different way to approach it everywhere and like if you're gonna boil it down and do one game you're gonna have or even if you boil it down to one focus you're only gonna play playstation games like radio playstation you start to build a community because they know what they're gonna get consistently variety streaming is tough because oh he's playing this pc game i don't care about mobas i'm out you know what i mean or if you're gonna but if i know you're always playing a playstation game or something like that Different story. As far as a technical issue, if you're doing it through your PlayStation, just have decent internet. PlayStation and Xbox One make it so easy to stream. That's that was our gateway drug to it, really. Even before uh you know, we launched this career or whatever, I'd come home and I'd play it. It was just turn on the camera and you're going and you're out there. Talk to the chat, communicate with the chain, and and, and talk to them, communicate with them, answer their questions, be a part of it. Sorry, I wanted to rewind and get that all out in the same thing. You know what I mean? It's been a long week of shows here. We're, we've
1: recorded a lot of shows. We've
0: done, done a lot of stuff to. here, you're getting all this stuff up because we don't want to miss nothing for you. So those are my tips. Go out there, have fun. Let us know how it goes. Dwight's Army fourteen wrote in the kind dot slash psq and says. Dishonored was one of my favorite games of last generation. I got the platinum and everything. Needless to say, I was very excited when Dishonored 2 was announced during E3, and it's one of my most anticipated games of 2016. I have started to worry, though. We've heard nothing about the game since July, and we've seen no real gameplay besides a few seconds at an E3 trailer. According to the Wikipedia, the game is set to release in quarter two of 2016. After not hearing anything, I'm starting to think that game may be delayed. My question, what are your thoughts? Do you think Dishonored will be delayed? And why are more people not talking about this game after the first one did so great? Thanks in Bay. I mean, P.S. I love you, XOXO. Harrison, PSN Dwight's Army 14. I don't think it's weird that it's not being talked about. It's a Bethesda deal. Mm. It's a Bethesda joint. They had to talk about Fallout. They're promo- You know, things run in a cycle. You don't want to be promoting multiple games at once because then your message gets lost. So, hey, here's Fallout. Let's get Fallout, Fallout out. And now as that starts to slope down, you imagine maybe. Yeah, maybe this Thursday at the VGAs, or the Game Awards, maybe. maybe a teaser trailer, maybe something there. You gotta have reveals at the VGAs, right?
1: Yeah, I game don't Awards, know. I it. I think that we can go two ways with this. Yeah, but Bethesda has their own way of doing things now, and it's worked. Um, so they're, they're, that's their one way. Is like why I talk about the game at all? They don't. They, there's nothing to say. Like right. the, the the studio's dark because they're working on the game. I understand some skepticism about if the game's ready or not or what's going on with the game. It's not unprecedented for Bethesda Studios to have problems. Um, Prey 2 disappeared off the face of the planet, and Doom was long in development. And, you know, Kotaku wrote a bunch of stories about that, or a a significant story about that back in the day, about how that game was in a lot of trouble. So we saw Doom eventually. Doom's coming. It was different, which I'm excited about. Um, Super excited about Doom. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Greg. I think that Bethesda's energies right now, externally as a publisher, are on Fallout. There's no reason for them to focus on Dishonored, and mm-hmm. they can talk literally start talk about Dishonored three months before it comes out. I think what they're I think what they're starting to see, and I think what publishers are starting to see, is there's no reason to drag this out. Yep. Just talk about the game when it's time. EA's been doing the same thing. They they announced Andromeda. They show a little bit of trailer. They announced Andromeda at E3. They they released another small trailer. and We don't know anything about it. And fucking nothing. Yeah. And the game comes out in a year.
0: Know anything about it? Awesome,
1: great. So it's like I think that they're realizing the longer, the longer you just spread this out, the more people are going to nitpick, the more people are going to have expectations and stuff. I think you drop fucking bombs. The more you need to
0: keep talking, you know what I mean? The the more you talk, the more you ruin. The less excited people are. Yeah, I mean, Dishonored is a great example. People love Dishonored one. I think Dishonored two is the same thing as I was just talking about Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed two, right? Like I I fell out of Dishonored early on, but I know people who loved it and great. I think this one will cut away the fat and give you something that really grabs you. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. I love Dishonored's art style. I, I only played it for a couple hours at the most. Yeah. Um. I, I Do I think it's going to be second quarter? That, I I'm little, i don't know anything. I about. believe it. Yeah. 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 If the yeah. game's really not in trouble, I don't believe why they couldn't hit it. I just think there's nothing, there's no reason, like, I wouldn't expect anything about this game until February or March. I mean, yeah. like, why? Even, like, why? You know? If the game is good, people are going to buy it, yeah. and and I think they get more excited about it the less you show, and the more with more immediacy that you talk about it. That's why people were excited about Fallout. There was immediacy. It was six months, not even. It was five months between the the announcement and the launch. That's yeah. perfect. And I think that you're gonna. I think Bethesda's seeing dividends on that. They so they shipped 12 million units in one day. It's like they probably made all the money back that they spent on that game in a day. Sure.
0: And I think yeah. So I, th- I don't I, think Dishonored is as big a name as Fallout, but I think it's definitely got it. Definitely has credence and bravado behind it. Now sure. And I think the
1: Dishonored the Dishonored re-release came out already right. Yes. So I think that they're looking right. at the data too and they're yeah. probably like okay like maybe no one cares and we got to figure out a new way to forward. I mean there's a million different ways this can go but I won't discount the fact that maybe the game's in trouble but I mean that's just total conjecture. That's also the other thing is too, you're, on, talking,
0: you're going off of Wikipedia. Is that cited somewhere that is second quarter did they say that somewhere I'm sure they just, did right. but
1: I, but I think Wikipedia, Wikipedia people are crazy. So I'm sure I'm sure that it said it. Okay. Um do I believe that it'll hit it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't really care. The the uh, The thing we have to just keep in mind is that there, there's a million reasons why they can go dark. And, and sometimes developers just don't want to say anything. And I think Bethesda gives their studios, Arcane in this instance, um, kind of free reign to be like, how do you want to handle it? Yeah. And what do you have to say? And is there anything to show that's even interesting? Right. Do, do, what we do, what we have ready to go, um, answering questions for people is is... Is making a vertical slice of this game to show the press right now going to take everyone away and we will miss our Q2 date, for instance? I mean, there's a million things you can think about. So I was so confused with Final Fantasy 15 where they're like, we're patching the demo. And I'm like, stop wasting your time. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Go make Just the game. Just go away. <laughs> go away and finish it. Lucid dream.
0: Wrote into slash PSQ and says Inafune's latest Kickstarter for Red Ash was a huge failure. He's one of my favorite developers, but his motivations for starting up a second Kickstarter after the runaway success of Mighty Number no. Nine's funding were dubious at best. Has your faith in him begun to wane at all after everything that's transpired these past few months with Concept and Red Ash? Are you still anticipating Mighty Number no. Nine at all? Thank you for everything you guys do. PS, I love you both.
1: I <sighs> want to be, a really de- I be delicate with this. Okay. My love of what Inafune has done will never change, and I know Inafune. Per- like we have a, I don't want to say a personal relationship, but we know each other. we know him. each other. Yeah, you know, and I have met him many times now, and and we can't speak to each other directly. He understands English, I think a little bit, but he doesn't, you know, speak it. And but we know each other, and he knows I'm a huge fan of his, mm-hmm. and so I mean him no disrespect at all. I think that I'm I find a lot of the business decisions that are being made in his either by him or on his behalf as troubling, and. I don't quite understand what the end game is for him. The, he had a good thing going with Soul Sacrifice and then and, you know, Mighty Number no. Nine, um, but and he's he's doing Recore for Xbox. Yeah, he seems very spread thin. If I say this about I say this about Platinum a lot, then I must say it about Infinite too. Like I don't understand how Recore has anything to do with him. Armature's in Texas. He's in Tokyo. He's working on all this other shit, and then he. You know what I mean? It's like. I, no, I, yeah. What is he getting documents
0: and in, in rubber are, stamping them? Is he? Yeah. Is he, I mean, these are questions that we can get
1: once a month. An, yeah. These are questions we can get answered. But I'm, I'm curious, like, what is his involvement with any of these games? Yeah. Like, how deeply was he involved in Mighty compared to ReCore? How deeply was he involved in Soul Sacrifice compared to Red Ash? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I have a deep and unabiding love for that man. He made some of the games that I love the most. So as far as Mighty's concerned, I am extremely I'm becoming more skeptical about that game every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know that it's going to be what we think it's going to be. I think that a lot of people look at it and are like, "Oh, it's a Mega Man game." and I'm like it's clearly not a Mega Man game. Like I I don't I've played it and it's fun. It's not a Mega Man game. And I think that I would have rather like if it's a Mega Man game because he's a side scroll and he's shooting with an arm cannon, then I guess it's a Mega Man game. But Mega Man—it's Man, an
0: action-based, yeah. right? Like, and Mega Man modern. was
1: never about high scores. Mega Man was never about speed. It was—I mean, you, you could speed run it, but Mega Man was never about speed. It was about elegance. That's what Mega Man was always about: was elegance. Yeah, the platforming was elegant. The way you fought enemies was elegant. It was—it was there was a whole strategy and strategic nature to the game that had nothing to do with how quickly you were playing it. Um, so the more that they string this game along, I think the more skeptical people are going to become, and I'm really interested to see how the game actually is. Um. So yeah, I would say that I'll always have faith in him, and I'm always gonna be excited about his games, and I'll always play his games. I, I don't think I've ever I don't think one of his games has ever come out that I didn't play. Yeah. Um. But I am concerned about the guidance he's either being given or what his end game is. I'd like him to sit down with his tu- studio at, at Comcept and make something. Just make something for yourself. Don't don't farm your production out to. Or your name out to, to to make Recore and and you're working with Soul Sacrifice, but you're not really even making that game and and whatever whatever the nature is And that's sure. what I'm saying. I'm I'm curious about his his involvement and his studio's involvement in the actual creation of these games because you always see. You know, well, it's it's different. You know, you know, Indie creates is making Mighty Number no. Nine. The creates has made Mega Man Nine and Ten. They're, they they have nothing to do with NFNA. And if when he's friendly with them, obviously, but like, you know, in other words, Comstep's not making the game. Mm-hmm. Comstep's not making Recore. Comstep didn't make Dead Rise, or uh, well, they didn't make Dead Rising, but they didn't make Soul Sacrifice. Yeah. So, it's sad because i I want him. To, I want him to murder. He has. He was so. Uh, he 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 called. He he rang the klaxons out about the Japanese industry when no one would say it. And uh, I respect the shit out of him, and I think he's respect greatly respected over there for for shaking things up and bringing new blood in and all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm concerned about. His legacy. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. I'm really concerned about it because his legacy is, you know, with Mega Man and with Dead Rising and with Animusha is fucking impeccable. You know.
0: Yeah. I wish him well. Me too. Ajax twenty two wrote in kind of dot com slash psq and says hello colin and greg my question is this in your own opinion do you feel that replay trophies positively or negatively affect replay value gamers like myself feel as though trophies that require x amount of replays take away from the pure enjoyment of replaying a great game by making it feel like a chore for example Tales of Zestiria encourages you to replay the game multiple times for essentially the same trophy of beating the game without using a continue. Also, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 forces the player to replay each game on a different difficulty separately. Our re-chain of memories a total of six times. That was painful. Curious for both of your insights being trophy hunters. Love the show. P.S. I love you, and I'm forever yours, faithfully. Q Journey's guitar riff. Thank you, Ajax. I hate replay trophies. That they are the ones that turn me off the most. To when you, yeah. when I'm looking at if I'm gonna platinum a game, if it's like play the game again, immediately it becomes like I have to really fucking love your game. And like the only one recently I can think of right is uh Batman, Arkham Knight, where I was like I mean I'm all in on Batman Arkham Knight. It's the final one. I want to platinum one of these fucking games. I'm gonna platinum this game. But usually that's a huge huge turn. I like what it's what I don't like about like I, granted the Uncharted collection fixed it, but I don't like it. I don't even like it in Uncharted where it's like. All right, you beat it. Now go back and do it on crushing. It's like, can oh, I just play crushing from the beginning? You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: well, that's what I was gonna say. I think that if you could, I don't mind difficulty trophies. If, no, the, I don't di- mind diffi- if the difficulty trophies are all, Stacking? if the difficulties stack and they're all available at the same mm-hmm. time, otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think that tails the Mysterious Trophy list is fucking insane. Yeah, like I like I, I I I've seen few of any trophy lists that are just they're absurd. It's absurd. It's an absurd trophy list. Um, and I I wonder again. We were talking about the last of us is trophies and how bad they were. Well, I got to say, I got to call it tells us the tails games too. They're just bad trophies. Like I, I, I don't play those games for trophies. So I don't care. I mean, it was yeah. one of the few games I play where I don't even care. Um, but what are you thinking? Like, why do you want people to be this engaged? I think JRPGs, some JRPGs do it right. I think Nino Cooney's trophy list was totally fair. It was hard, but it was fair. Um, Did you it? no, uh, because I didn't quite realize the nature of one of the trophies until it was way too late. You have to have one of every like one of every monster. And that's gotcha. just a real if you can do that from the beginning, that's fine. But if you have to start and you I figure know, out how midway through, you're screwed. Yeah, there's no way I'm yeah. doing that. Um so yeah, I think it, I think it's case by case basis. I'm I, again I'll reiterate that I, I'm shocked about how bad trophy lists are sometimes. Yeah. Like you just have to be totally tone deaf to, to have some of these trophy lists are just like insanely bad. Um, but there are studios and games that do trophies. Really, really nicely too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's and it also might be. I don't know. I I, I feel like you know. We're, obviously, we're privileged and blessed that we you know our job is covering games, so we get so many games. So there's always something new to go play or whatever. But I feel like a lot of our audience is that way too, where they buy so much, they pick up so much. I understand. I guess when you're like, All right, I we want to give you value. You know what I mean? Like we want this to be a game you play a million times, or whatever. But like that, is, I do feel like that's the chore where it's like wrenching the arm behind the back of like, if you want to keep playing it, great, but play it this yeah. exact fucking way.
1: Yeah, I can get that. That I, I agree with you. That you know. Gaming is what you make of it. It's a, it's a hobby that you participate in and whatever you want, but it is a hobby of, con, of rampant consumerism. So yeah. t- typically, if you really care enough to listen to this podcast, you're probably not buying two games a year. You know? yeah. So yeah, those trophies might not speak to you, but then who do they speak to? You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Daddy Bears went to com slash PSQ just like you can and asked the question, Hey guys, the people I'm staying with for PSX want me to bring my PS4. Since I'm flying cross-country, what tips do you have for transporting my little black baby to the bay safely? Thanks, Mike. Wait, so you're bringing a PS4 and your black baby? Can no, his sorry. black baby is the PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Uh, I mean, carry it on. Duh. That'd be the biggest thing. Carry it like a laptop. Just have it in your laptop bag. Every time I fly with my PS4, that's what I do. I slide it in the laptop bag, bring it out, put it in its own little
1: tray, have it go through, and then, boom, right out of the seat with me. Never leaves eyesight. Are psyched. we talking about the PlayStation or the Black Baby? I'm talking about the PlayStation 4. I was going to say, you're putting a Black Baby in a, in a bag, and you're putting it under your seat? I mean, no,
0: that's what I do with Portillo. He's my brown baby. Oh, though. okay. He's my little... He's, well, I guess, I, I guess te- technically, he's. if you look at his
1: little chart, he's red. His color, red. He is red. Yeah. He is red. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, I, getting gray. I've traveled with the PS4 a couple of times, and it's it's not just take it out you know, of your bag. I would say, I, I agree with you, laptop bag, don't check it. Yeah. No, oh, God, no, don't check uh, it. Controllers I pack in with my dirties or my clean clothes
0: when they're going in the thing. Whatever. They, it, it, maybe it'll hit a button. It'll be dead when you get there. But have your you you have
1: your cable, your USB cable, your controller. Bring a power cable, an HDMI, and that's it. And then set. your console. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And whatever games you want to play, if, you know. Unless Ethernet cable, if you. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, accoutrements. But uh, maybe yeah. It's, it's not. It's not too big of a deal. Just you know, just baby it a little bit, and and you'll be fine. The PS4 seems to be a pretty robust console. So. Yeah yeah you're I, not hearing too much about it breaking like two years later so yeah
0: except for that and then they finally figured out that eject thing just <laughs> tighten the screw I'm like oh great okay perfect uh let's stick colin we're talking about that playstation 4 mm. the hardware itself this question comes from trevor zyla who wrote in to kind of slash psq and says hey dudes hello did i say dot com and then kind of funny.com slash psq i now. don't know hey duders anymore you guys always talk about how ugly the Black Ops 3 PlayStation 4 looks. Something Terrible. I totally agree with. Ugly little bastard. Terrible. You want to talk about an ugly little black baby? That's the one we're talking about right there. How dare
1: you, sir? Oh, no!
0: Talk about the <laughs> console! It's black and orange! Every
1: baby's beautiful.
0: <laughs> My question is what is your favorite color variant slash special edition? playstation system my personal favorites are the metal gear solid 4 gun gray metal ps4 3s and the 2001 european automotive color collection ps2s ps i love you trevor zyla now you don't care at all i don't really but do you but puck. do you appreciate them no not really. what about the dragon slime one you like the dragon Slime i like slime that PS4? yeah i like we that. all, I, we all import- talk about how
1: beautiful the 20th anniversary is i want to import the vita the, the dragon you should vita. still do that um because do need, my feet is like shit in the bed like in a major way yeah uh it's a launch Vita Japanese Vita so it's 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 it's, it's seen old some yeah it's definitely it's traveled it's, the world it's four you. years old yeah. um and I play it way more than the average person so I mean it's, it's definitely gotten its use uh I don't care I, I, I keep I don't understand the the concept of caring about the way the console looks but you admit this is a pretty console. It is. It's, it's a cool because it's a throwback to yeah. PS1. Yeah. But I don't care about it. But I mean, this like, isn't the question. The question isn't which one would you buy. It's what do you think is the best looking one. I think the Dragon Quest one was the one that blew me away the, the most. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I again, I... I I understand bundles, I understand getting games for yeah. free. I just don't understand like people waiting to be like, I want buying the another white system. PS4. I'm like, what does it matter? Well, it's going in the white ps 4 is sick. It's nice looking, but it's like I'm like, it's it who cares? Like at the end of the day, I'm like, I teach your own, own. Yeah, you know, If you care, I mean more power to you, but but to me I just look at it and I'm like, does it play the games? Is it a fucking PlayStation? Yeah. Okay. Like it's going into the entertainment system right, and no right, one's right, going right. to see it. Well, you yeah. don't even have an entertainment system. Yours is on a bookshelf. It is, you but see I mean yours. It, that's true. I'm lying. Yeah.
0: And like that's the thing is like straight up buying your face mine I, I mean i like the gray one a lot right and it's just a prop here and then we use it for capture here or whatever i you know i would i was going to try to buy it at uh, PSx last year or whatever because i it was it was this like cool anniversary thing right since like i i thought the destiny white playstation looked awesome too i wasn't gonna go buy that one you know what i mean i've got a playstation i love speaking of which too my playstation you know hard top is engraved with game over greggy on it right like that's awesome. Like those are the things that stand out to me about it. Like I didn't. I didn't think the Batman was all that great. I don't think the Darth Vader one's
1: that great. Uh, Black the, Ops the is Darth Vader tell. controllers cool. The, the controllers fine. You can buy that now on your right. own too. Yeah. The no. I, I mean, I, I I agree with you in the sense that that the the consoles look great. I understand the aesthetic value and quality of them. Yeah. I just don't get why it matters. You know. What I mean. I yeah. guess that's what I'm saying. Like I just it, it's it's a, they're all the same. Sure. They're all exactly the same, right? So like, again, what, we're talking
0: so about like you know jumping in uh, like for a bundle, right? If I was on the fence and I was I was excited for Batman, it'd be cool to have a Batman console. You know what I mean? I agree with you, I, but I'm right there with you. What you're saying is like I got the I have my little black baby I love very much, and I have my little gray baby. The gray baby was going to be bought for collectors and like all right. a lot of babies.
1: Do you have something to tell me? Because you are talking about babies a lot. You're talking about little black babies, and then you're talking about how some babies are ugly. I try to tell you that you know don't say that you have to say all babies are beautiful. You're going to offend some parent out there somewhere. I mean, right. we're allowed
0: to say that the little black and orange baby is ugly. We've said that. Man, you're really ratcheting it up, aren't you? I'm just letting you know, man. The gloves are off when it comes to talking about all these PlayStation baby shoe <laughs> happening everywhere. I'll lay them out, let you know. Have they made a blue one yet?
1: I don't think so. I would love a good blue one. I remember, mean, I'm not going to buy it. but The Net Your Rosie was blue, I think, wasn't it? No, it was black. Or was it blue? I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. One of those colors, Navy, something like that. When are they going to make another clear one? Remember that? Remember that PS1 clear? That the clear PS1? That no, was a good one. Remember the clear and did didn't are clear N64?
0: Yeah, they had the like purple they had the purple one too. Like not purple, but like it was shaded purple, the plastic yeah, you know right what I'm
1: Yeah. And the fun machine they called it. It was you know? a good machine. Yeah, it was a great machine. Yeah, it, was, it was a fun No machine. load times. No yeah. textures. That was the that was the trade off. <laughs> Can't going not have any load
0: times, but our games aren't gonna have any textures. Listen, man, what do you want? One or the other. GP eighty four wrote in kind slash PSQ and says, Hey guys, I've been trying to get the platinum in Super Meat Boy for a while and i finally <laughs> decided it's impossible and given up.
1: It got me thinking. That's, that's an insane one.
0: What is the hardest trophy you have both achieved and failed on? PS I love you. Uh I would be remiss not to mention that I did not platinum Metal Gear Solid 5: The Phantom Pain during extra life. I do believe I will platinum Metal Gear Solid 5: The Phantom Pain. It's just when you tried to do when I played it for 12 hours straight and then looked at the board and had made like mini- minimal progress. It was like, now I understand why people were saying I'm not going to be able to do this in a 24-hour period. So it's definitely something that I need to, all right, today I'm going to do this one mission, S-rank, and do all the tasks. All right, I did that, and now I'm going to put it away and not worry about it and come right. back to it another time.
1: Uh, the only trophy run I straight up ever abandoned out of, Frustration was the world of war, and I've talked about that many times. So I won't. I won't get too further into that. It's, the game's fucking insane. Yeah. Um. Not impossible, but I don't have the fucking patience. Sure. Especially with infinite monster closets. I don't understand the whole design mentality of that game. I hate fucking monster closets that have that are triggered only when you get close to them to stop spawning enemies. They'll just keep coming. And you get like literally seven grenades at once thrown at you. It's like it's and like all the grenade icons are like <laughs> on the screen. I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God damn it! Um, yeah. So I mean, I, that's, that's what do always, you think when you think about hard hardest way, trophy? Well. What does it stand out to you? Hardest. Because um, we talk about ones
0: we're most proud of and da 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 da. I often think of. I don't remember the exact one, but original Little Big Planet when I was trying to platinum it, and there was I guess it was the one that's get through all the levels without dying or whatever. Yeah, get get the thing, and there was the one at the end that was the spinning circle. If you did you play, play did you beat Little Big Planet? I didn't beat it. Yeah, when you're spin, you're spinning and it's like one of those puzzles where. You know, the thing's constantly rotating, so you have to make it through this maze as you go. And there's, like, electrified panels and gas panels. Like, just, there's death at everything. And I remember it being, like, 3 in the morning. And it's like your Leisure Suit Larry one, where I died, like, the seventh time. And I just turned around and started fucking punching the couch. <laughs> I was, like, fucking hauling off
1: and punching the couch cushions. I was so fucking mad. Um, I have, what, 51 or 52 now? I don't... Platinums. Platinums. I don't know. I think 52. I don't know that many of them were, like, ridiculous. Time-consuming, sure. Time-consuming, yeah. I still think Bioshock was the most rewarding. That one was really... That was kind of tough. Couldn't use uh, the Vita Vita Chambers. Chambers And uh, so you couldn't die, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. But it was... And you had to play it on hard. Um, I fucking love that game. Good. I'm glad you do. I
0: don't know. Time for this show's little word, baby. Newest little word, baby. Damn it. It's called P.S. I love this best friend XOXO. Remember, this is you. Go over to kindoffunny.com slash forums. You submit your name, your PSN name, and we send you friends and love and stuff. So if you hear this, everybody, you go find this person and you send them a friend request and you send them loving letters saying peace. I love you XOXO and everybody's happy and the best friend community goes on forever. Hey, guys. Just saw P.S. I love you XOXO and wanted to see if I can be the P.S. I love this best friend of the week XOXO. My PSN is PaperPilot420. Paper oh. Pilot 420. Oh. Love the show. Watch every episode. Good job. You guys are the best. P.S. I love you. Someone likes them dank yarnum nugs. We love you and your dank yarnum nugs, Paper Pilot 420. So you are the P.S. I love this best friend XOXO. Everybody go friend him or her and be good to them. Colin. Yes. Why don't you tell me about this week's forgotten PlayStation game?
1: Oh, God. What was it? I was thinking about it this morning. Had so, a good, so good you forgot it. No, I had a good one. I had a real Oh, no, we talked about it last week. Shatter. I want to talk more about Shatter. Fuck yeah, Shatter. Um Where the hell is Shatter 2? Well, they were supposed to make it. I they, remember and they, and they, they, they had announcements it. coming. And that was five years ago. <laughs> uh so that was by She. I don't even know if they She's like a, n- a New Zealand studio. I don't even know oh if they I don't even know if they even exist anymore. Shatter is maybe one of PlayStation 3's very best games. Mm. And what uh a soundtrack. The soundtracks. So people don't know, shatter is a PS3 game. Came out in 2009, I think. Um, it's a brick breaking game. Yeah, but it's a brick breaking game with like a soul, mm-hmm. and it has boss battles and all sorts of weird shit. It's a fucking really, really, really rock solid game. Um, to play, blast the music. The music, the soundtrack's one of the great soundtracks I think, in games. Um. So yeah, go if, go turn on the PS3. Buy Shatter. It's like it, I think it was like even when it came out, like eight bucks or something like that. I can't be that out. Maybe it is. Um, trophies are gettable, um, but the game's just really, really, really fun. And I, I have a soft spot for brick breaking games. So when Magic Orbs was yours last week, and that's a brick breaker. So we're we're gonna stay with that. N- maybe next week we'll recommend balloid and then we'll just get through all of them.
0: <laughs> I was
1: so into the PSN, like the minutia of the PSN on PS3, and and and, and Shatter is one of those gems that came up where I was like, I can't believe people don't know about this game, like. What a special, special game, and and I was so excited when they were going to do another Shatter, and they never did. So okay. thanks, she. Good job, she.
0: Time for PSN's worst name of the week. Remember, you can go to kind slash forums and submit bad names that are yours or names you see online that you wish Shuhei would let you change. This one comes from PSN Strike fourteen S T R K fourteen. So I'm putting, in, I'm I'm making some guesses there. Okay. Uh, he says in parentheses, also not great. Want to change it too? Good evening, fellow best friends. Mr. Greg Miller, why am I continuously bombarded with ridiculous PSN names? Here I am, just blasting away some Tie Fighters in my ru- my trusty X-wing. When out of nowhere, I am blown out of the sky for the up time by none other than Sergeant underscore Spread underscore Um underscore Sixty Nine Sergeant <laughs> Sar- Spreadum uh, Sergeant Spreadum Sixty Nine. Now, I can laugh and move on from this, but I was killed three or four times in the match by someone who, though mixing, an ar- though mixing army references and sexual innuendos was funny at some point. Oh, someone who thought is what he meant to say. Mixing army references and sexual innuendos. What year is it? 2008? To top it all off, this sexual commando finished top on his team and had his name displayed for all to see as the player with the most kills. Shuhei, for the love of all that is wholesome and holy when it comes to the almighty PlayStation platform, please... Let us change our names. Loving the new show. Feels like the old show. It's still fresh. Episode after episode. P.S. I think of us more as friends. Signed. Stryker. 14. Also not great. Want to change it. Thank you, Stryker. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being a part of P.S. I love you. XOXO. Episode 10. Remember, we're raising money for a good cause. Go over. Support. Alex Old Houser, our late best friend. Go to gofummy.com slash Old Houser Flood. You can support his mom. Fulfill his final request. Uh, remember to vote for me and the Game Awards. Hashtag TGA Greg Miller. Remember, PSX is right around the corner. We have, our own, we have our podcast, which is the only podcast at PSX, Saturday on the main stage, 5 p.m., followed by the kind of funny Just Cause 3 meet and greet at Jillian's 8 p.m., all of this at PSX. Remember, we're running a sale here. At kindoffunny slash store, starting on Friday through I think it's next Friday. It's it's all the next week for sure. All the T shirt Tuesdays we've ever done. A brand new Tim shirt uh, and ten percent off everything in the store. So go over there, buy your friends and family things that are cool. Colin, mm. it's been my pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah, and mine. mine. Goodbye. You, you just what? You just fade away. <laughs> you just disappear. Uh, remember, that we're kindofunny.com. This is our PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. The only podcast at PSX. Uh, it posts every Tuesday as an mp3 and video. So please, support us. Subscribe to us. Share us with your friends. Leave iTunes reviews. And do all that jazz. Every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ends in a segment we call singing a Shoe hey. This is where one of you submits your own song, not someone's song, your song, that you've made at kindoffunny.com slash PSM. Give me a band link. Give me a YouTube video. I need both. Because then I put the YouTube video as an annotation at the end of the YouTube video, and then on the mp3 I play the whole song. This one comes from... Chris. Chris says, hey friends, I love that you're keeping the tradition of playing listener music alive. I loved it back back then and I love it now, so I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Castles Full of Vassals is the musical moniker I've used for about seven years now. I've self-produced several albums in that time. Some with my friends and some without. The song I'm submitting is called Ad Nauseam from an EP I released last July called Vol. I did everything on the track. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks and keep it easy. I love you. No PS needed, Chris so ladies and gentlemen this is castle castles full of vassals you can go to castles full of or keep on listening here in the mp3 or click on the annotation to go to the youtube page until next time it's been my pleasure to serve you you're not gonna wave this week huh you always wave at him i got anything to say you don't have to say it you just wave you always we always do that this kid
1: Both those sick t- Never had a problem with it, just saying.